Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Sportscast podcast. Today we will have a look at the weekend's Premier League, a little bit of the Championship and the FA Cup. The Cricket World Cup and we discuss England's performance and then a look back at the Mexico Grand Prix and forward for the Brazilian whilst having a little conversation around how the construction title should be competed. Jordan, hello. Hello, how are you? Very well, thanks. Yourself? I am good, thank you. Good. I think I'd like to come to F1 last because of a couple of talking points around that. So, kick us off. Manchester United, It's it's been a weird week for them. They, they picked up a result yesterday that arguably shouldn't have had... Um, it's, it's it's weak, yeah. One one nil against Fulham is weak. Um, after getting absolutely battered at the weekend, yeah, and they lost. They, they lost obviously last weekend. They lost midweek three nil to Newcastle in the uh, EFL Cup. And it, yes, it's, it's it's the EFL Cup, and they started with Martial up top. It's probably not their main eleven, but there just seems to be there just seems to be in a bit of turmoil at the minute. They don't seem to. People saying it's it's the owners and and I think it was Paul Pogba when he left was saying about how the, the condition of the club they're not doing the right things within the bigger picture. Uh, no. I think they are going through a tough time at the moment, like in terms of ownership and and where they sit and where they like that kind of thing. I mean, they've 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 not had the best of few seasons last three or four seasons. It's not been fantastic for them. Um, whether they get some stability now, but even so, the Glazers, Glazers are still involved. There's like the, the club is owned by multiple different parties with multiple different voting rights. I just can't see them getting any much any stability anytime soon. I, I think Manchester United fans were hoping for a complete buyout. Mm. The only the only person kind of rich enough to do that, or, or like silly rich enough to do that, would be the Saudis. Yeah, and they pulled out, and I guess that's because of probably how the. Glazers wanted the purchase to go through. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, Tottenham, absolutely flying. I was watching uh, A League of Their Own at the weekend. Yes. Um, and they had James Madison on. Yes. Uh, who's obviously a relatively new signing to Tottenham. And he, he's, he's doing fantastic, um, playing really, really well. Um, genuine, genuine, pretty cool guy as well. I was watching him on, like I say, a lot of A League of Their Own. They're currently sitting second, uh, one point behind City, with only oh, sorry, with one less match played. So, potentially, do we see Tottenham fighting, or do we see them shitting themselves for Christmas? I think Chelsea are six and sevens at the minute. So Chelsea beating four 0 That's that's the kind of thing that will happen. I was talking to. A Spurs fan today, actually, and I, I, I think they'll shit themselves. I think they'll they'll lose to a, a Brighton or some, you know, something daft like that. And yeah, um, not fizzle out, but like you say, I saw that episode of League of Their Own, and, and with James Madison saying what Ange is like, and and it, it seems that he's bringing the right 
thing to Tottenham. And like we've said in the past, not having Kane has probably opened them up a little bit. Exactly. And let's just take a minute for Harry Kane. 15 goals in 10 games at Bayern Munich so far this season. Yeah. Another hat-trick scored yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and some of them, like most of them are belters as well. I think I think he chipped, I think I saw one where recently where he's chipped the keeper from like like 45 yards out. He scored, from, scored like from his own half last week, yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, in, think, I, think, I think Tottenham, I think they'll do better than Arsenal. I think Arsenal last year did very well without European football. This year, that's going to catch up on them the same as what Spurs are doing this year with European football. Yeah. Same. Once a week. So, but who knows? We yeah. also saw Arsenal drop points yesterday by losing to Newcastle in, again, dubious VAR fashion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything on the FA Cup? Yeah, quite a pretty tasty round, wasn't it? Some really, really good score lines. Um, did you see Swindon Town versus Aldershot? <sighs> yeah, that. But I believe Swindon are in a bit of turmoil as well at the minute. Um, but to to concede seven at home, regardless of what position your club's in, is atrocious. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, Bristol Rovers played seventy Whitby, obviously. Bristol came off on top. Marine in the seventh tier against Harrogate. Again, Harrogate came off good, but you saw eighth tier Ramsgate beat National League Woking. So that was probably the biggest upset from the weekend. Yes, yeah. Um, this evening sees Charlton play. Get ready for this. Cray Valley Paper Mills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they sound they sound almost you know, sort of Sunday League-esque, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. England knocked out of the World Cup to the Australians yesterday. Saw this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a pretty terrible World Cup. Lost, you know, they bowled Australia out pretty well yesterday, 200 and, oh, dare I say, was it 80-something? Uh, yeah. And then uh, they lost by 33 runs. So they've had a pretty atrocious World Cup, even by anyone's standards in reality. So they, they just, I don't know, they, they, they don't, there doesn't seem to be a new crop of players coming through for England at the minute. Probably, no. I can't, you know, the, 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 well, the argument has been said that they don't play enough 50 over cricket, and that's because they play the 100. Yeah, no. Said it I a mean, few times. India, India still being the absolute favourites, but it's a little, it's a very embarrassing, very embarrassing scene for England, where basically the entire kind of British Empire is better at us than cricket. Yes, and, and we introduced the game to the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick one on golf: Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy have created a league. Okay. Uh, starting in the, in the in the new year, which. Um, and it's a bit, it's all a bit early days. Um, I believe, I believe what I've read, it's going to be indoor. So it's going to, it's going to be an indoor course. What, like crazy golf? I don't know. I don't know. Is there going to be a windmill? Um, you never know at the minute, do you, with where golf is going? No, seems seems strange. I don't know how they can do an indoor golf course. Like No. 
it, yeah, very weird. Um, rugby, Wayne Barnes, the England referee who officiated last weekend's final, is retired. Uh, what what a way to go out, you know, refereeing the World Cup final. He's had a massive career, so um, that'll be that'll be interesting. Sort of see, I know I know he's got a book already released, but be interesting to sort of see what he does. He'll, he'll probably do a lot of punditry because he's a very sort of very well respected referee. Yeah, definitely. Lee Halfpenny had his final game for Wales yesterday against the Barbarians, which saw Alan Wynne Jones play for. Um, I don't know how much you know around this. Barbarians is always like a almost like an all star team, if you like. So. Um, Alan Wynne Jones is retiring, so he's he's the captain, and he picks his, you know, I want him from this team, him from that team, and 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 you sort of tend to get. So there's like New Zealand, Fiji, and uh, and Eddie Jones was the manager. So it's a bit of a. It's always played in good faith and good humour in the game, but it's a good opportunity for Wales to put some youngsters on the pitch, ready for the Six Nations, which is only. A few months away now, thankfully, sort of four months away. So, yeah. Formula One. So we're finishing up. Well, we'll start with the ending of last weekend from Mexico. Yes. So the the Grand Prix was on uh, really late from Mexico, uh, but it was a quite a thrilling one, to be honest with you. Obviously, quite clearly, again, Max Verstappen won. Uh, Thirteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 13 seconds ahead of uh, Lewis Hamilton and 23 seconds ahead of Charles Leclerc. Ferrari did a pretty decent job last week, to be quite honest with you, third and fourth. Um, the big one for me, the return of Daniel Ricciardo and straight back into the points, six points. Yeah. Position for um, Alpha Tauri, who before, I mean, in fact, I think they do actually still sit bottom of the constructors. But as it stands, Daniel Ricciardo um, is... Is is having a pretty good comeback? Comeback, yeah, yeah. It's um, I think I think what you get with Ricardo, you get consistently good. You don't, you know, you don't get a an Ocon or a Gasly that that has just you know popped up and won a race here and there. With with Danny Rickett when he's been at these sort of lower teams at, at McLaren, at, I mean, he had a bit of a bum deal at McLaren, but he's just consistently good. He's yes, never he been, is. You know, he's not going to light it up or anything like that. He's just consistently good. Yes, I agree. Um, and I think, unfortunately, this is where... So, coming on to this week, um, Sergio Perez is... The the, the, the rumours in between Brazil, uh, Mexico and Brazil, the rumour mill has started to turn around Sergio Perez's future. And I think yeah. in previous seasons, uh, previous season... Uh, Sergio Perez has been a rock. He's been the guy that will consistently get you second. He'll consistently kind of not not back up Max because they all race in their own right. And and in the first half of this season, we've seen uh, Checo Perez win a couple of uh, quite a few races, including street circuits. Um, but you do need and, and Christian Horner and every good team needs a, a really good second. Yes. So um, I just wanted to so just bit of monologue for a second is the the way that kind of the rumor mill goes with formula one is you never really know what is going to happen from time to time and we usually have a 
um, period where it's silly season. So in the off season, we have drivers switching round, and we have um, we have rumours where uh, people sign a new contract, people don't sign new contracts, and a few years, a couple. Of, in fact, last year there was where where Oscar Piastri was supposed to sign for Alpine and then didn't sign for Alpine. But it just seems um, odd that we've gone through that silly season and now all of a sudden there's two drivers' futures at stake um, with with real substance behind it. The first one is obviously Checo Perez. The second one is Logan Sargent. Um, Logan Sargent's had a really, really poor time. Um, and I just think he has he deserves his place in Formula One, but he needed another couple of years in Formula Two or, or as a test driver or something to be able to get his head round the... Um, the, the the car and the way that it handles because he's made some really really silly silly mistakes. Yeah. The the other thing I want to touch on is there's there's something else called the World Destructors Championship, and I know we're going to talk about the World Constructors Championship very shortly, mm. but there's also something called the World Destructors Championship, and this basically shows um, how much each individual driver has cost the um the team through crashes yeah. um through crashes and accidents and incidents do you know who the number one person is oh, it's got to be yuki Sonoda. it is logan Sargent. oh it is him himself surely 3.9 million dollars the the guy in second place will shock you i'm gonna say Could it be like Alonso? Check out. Oh, really? $3.1 million. What's he done? Uh, he's been the car quite a few times. He's been it in Monaco. Um, this Red, been... Is this Red Bull cooking the numbers again? <laughs> well, it might be. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> uh, he binned it in Monaco. He binned it in Austria. Um, completely wrote the car off in Austria. Uh, he crashed last week in Mexico, so he, he's had just from recent memory, he's had mm. quite a few bumps and scrapes and crashes already. So, yeah, I'll, I'll read the top 10 super quick. So, uh, Logan Sargent, Sergio Perez, Lance Stroll in third, Pierre Gasly in fourth, Esteban Ocon in fifth, Kevin Magnussen in sixth, which is really bad considering Haas are not the richest team in the world. Um, Alexander Albon in seventh, Oscar Piastri in eighth, uh, and then the two Ferraris ninth and tenth. The person who has cost the least amount of money is, Max. of course, Max. Max hasn't had cash. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that two two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So a I new front know, wing, maybe. Possibly a new front wing, yeah. Or maybe it's um, repairing the plasterboard in the uh, dressing room <laughs> after Josh the step is punched punched <laughs> the wall. So maybe it's that. I don't know. But all the yeah. Uh, yeah. So, pretty pretty decent. Do you want to touch on the constructors? Because I know you've uh, got a point to make about the constructors. Yeah, I saw something midweek. And obviously, constructors championship built up around. So, they added the two drivers' points together at the end of a race. And they added it to the constructors. And I think that's okay. But I think, I think generally, I'd have to do some more research into this. But I can't think of the last time that a team won the constructors that didn't have their driver win the title. Especially in the modern era. 25 points for a race win, 18 yeah. for second, whereas years gone by, it, it was 10, 8, 7. You know, it was a different point, point system. So, like, if you took... I'd love 
I'd loved one of these people out there on Twitter or, or anything like that to do with this and and go back over every race this year and look at if you was to point them differently. Uh, so look at who gets the most points of the race. So let's say Max got twenty. Like last week, for instance, in uh, in Mexico, Perez binned it. Max got Max got twenty six for for uh, twenty five for winning the race. I don't know if he got the bonus point, but for argument's sake, say he didn't. Um, who was second? Uh, Ferrari was third and fourth. Yes. So they would have accumulated more than twenty five points. So therefore, they would be awarded twenty five points of the they, constructors. Or if you just did like ten, yeah, and then yeah, and then. Uh, so well, whoever, whichever team accumulates the most points, most out of points that weekend, gets ten get, points. Gets 10 points. Gets second, gets nine. second points get nine, and so yeah. on and so on. And I just think then you are. It is then. It becomes the team effort as opposed to what it is now of let's get maximum points for one driver and let's just see what the next one sweeps up. Yes. So that, that's how Red Bull run it in the minute. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Red Bull had a two-season in individual standings. They look like it could happen now with with Perez sat second and, and, and gaining on Lewis yesterday, but yeah. uh, I don't know. It, it just seems It just seems that would it make it not more fair, but more entertaining to see it? Where I think it would, because what we're what we're looking at at the moment is Red Bull have run away with both championships. There's and... there's, there's a very strong chance they would have won it this year if someone goes back and has a look. I don't know. I don't know. You know, because they was... had a really strong first half of the season, but when Mercedes sorted their shit out, Mercedes have performed consistently top top well... six. First four races of the year, Aston Martin might have been up there. You know, well exactly. So it could have. The only team that has consistently been at the top has been Red Bull, but it's not it's not really been a team effort that. But yeah, I just I don't know. I just think, you know, after the winter after the summer break, Max didn't exactly come back in and you know, it hasn't been winning by thirty seconds, but I don't know. I just think would it make for more ent- entertainment and a bit more Yeah of a fairer I mean, way of doing it. They've won it already. They've already, already yes, won it. But we're yeah. talking about we're talking about now, and I think a Brazilian Grand Prix. The answer will be yes, even though um, even though Lance Stroll had a really good qualifying session, um, and Alonso had a really good qualifying session thanks to the rain. Uh, but I think are, that... we, are we sorry? Are we just going to call that rain? And well, yeah, monsoon, absolute fucking ter- torrential, like worst thing that's ever happened since yeah. now. Um, it looked like the so end was coming, didn't it? It did, it did. And actually, it kind of ruined it because actually everybody got one banker lap in and obviously Max properly caned it out of the pits and caned it out of the... Uh... What was your thoughts on that, quickly? Because I don't, know the, I don't know the technical regulations. I don't know if you're meant to or not. I assume, so, I assume you're not meant to overtake the pit lane, but then he yes, hasn't been penalised. So, so, so the argument is you're not, allowed, you're not meant to do it. Um, you, you're not allowed to do it in the... There was, there was there was specific wording, and it was around pit lane. But what they've done this weekend, you've got the 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 line as you went as you as you come out of the pit lane, but then you've got the safety car line, and they've yeah. they've, they've called that line. The so you've got the end of the pit lane, and you've got the pit exit. Yes, and that's what they're saying. But yeah. they've also said that if anyone's driving slow in the pit lane, 
that they are to drive slow on the left-hand side and you can overtake as long as it's safe. In, well, in, in like, fallout of last week when both uh, Verstappen and uh, George Russell literally parked in the uh, pit lane to get free air. Well, yeah, and Max, uh, Max did it a few races ago, didn't he? He, he, did. he, he didn't start, he didn't go. Um, but I don't know, I, it didn't seem safe for me because he didn't push his way through, don't get me wrong. But he did have a wheel on the grass. Well, what happens when a, 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 an F1 car dips the wheel onto the grass? What happens nine times out of ten? Yeah, wheels have been locked spoke. And you're in the wall. He's done that in yeah. the pit lane. And I, and I just don't think that's safe. And yeah, and I understand why he's done it, but it does seem. And I said this to you earlier. I'm, I'm really falling out a little bit before Formula One at the minute because the changing rules week on week to counteract things that are happening the week before that they're not really sure and not clear on, and then the changing rules mid season. They 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 just seem to. I'm not saying they benefit. They do it to benefit Max because I'm not. We know that I'm not Max's fan, but it, it just seems to be that something that happens against Max will change the the rule to not to suit him, but so that it doesn't happen again. Well, can I give you a perfect example? They widened the corner at, at Circuit of the Americas on turn 19 because Max got a lap time deleted, so they widened the corner. They painted a thing on. Well, yeah. Why? Why? You, you just 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 don't have a just don't have a regulation on that corner if you're so. But th- do you see what I mean? Or like equally just... apply it, or equally apply it. Yeah. So mm. so because he went over, loads of drives went over. Because he went over, they've got a paint to the wider line. Yeah, exactly. It, it does. Just I can't seem... actually re- I can't actually remember my original point before we got into qualifying. What was I talking about? <laughs> God knows. But um, yeah, it just it just it does just seem a little bit. Uh, let's Bias. move. Let yeah. no, because I don't want to be that guy. But there's there's a lot of inconsistencies in how and when the rules are applied. Yes, yeah, I agree. Um, I I just there's no offense to anybody listening out there that that kind of like dips the toe into Formula One now and again. I, I'm into Formula One in a big way, and I follow it like a like that's my primary sport. Um. There's a lot of drive to survive fans that just want to see kind of drama and racing, and I think I, I hope that the owners of Formula One are not, which I, I know they are, moving towards more of a show rather than a sport. If that makes sense. So, not to digress again a little bit, and we've, we've discussed this around Vegas in the past, but they've even you know where they've taken the trees down and things, and they've now built a grandstand in front of the Bellagio so you Bellagio. Can't the fountains. And I saw today as well, they've now drained the water out the front of yes, the Venetian. The Venetian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to, to build a grandstand. So they, 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 they just seem to be... Let's see how that one goes. Did you tell me this last week? I don't know if you told me this or not. If you didn't, then I'm going to tell you that Formula One have got uh, their own... They they have got a main stake in Formula in Las Vegas or not? Did, do you tell me or did not? No. Okay, so the uh, all the other tracks, every track in the in the world, uh, they pay Formula One between twenty and fifty million dollars. It was in dollars for the rights to hold a event on the Formula One calendar, and obviously they then generate revenue through selling tickets and selling food and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
the Las Vegas Grand Prix is different. So rather than Silverstone, for example, paying um, paying Formula One for Formula the, one. Right, yeah, the, the 35 the million or whatever they pay, yeah. Exactly. The Formula One are actually... That they are not that they are not the middleman anymore. They are the race organizers and um, event organizers and everything like that. So they have a oh. direct kind of. I don't know the it really super deep financials around it, um, but they are making more margin basically on the Las Vegas Grand Prix. So just because some of the tickets are ridiculous. So could this be then what they're going to try and do across multiple races to increase? Possibly, but that means like taking races away from. Austria, the, or Belgium, or yeah, I would I would class those as proper tracks. I would class those as motoring legacy tracks. We've been racing in places like uh, Spa since like Formula One birth, the fifties, yeah, yeah. So, shall we cover Brazil next week after the race? Yes, it starts in ten minutes at the time of recording. So we look forward to see whether the uh, Max will win again or whether Aston Martin will shit themselves. The answer to both of those questions will be Next yes. <laughs> Next. But yes. <laughs> Take care. See you later. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sportscast podcast. Join us again next week where we potentially have a new co-host. Um, and as usual, you'll get us on Sportscast Pod UK on X, aka Twitter and Instagram. Thank you.